Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we are Batman. I am your host, Shane, and with me this evening is my co-host, Russell. I want to be Joker. But we're Batman. But I liked Joker more <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, we don't have Dave tonight, but we do have a special guest. We're doing it old school. We got Nathan. Yeah, I'm here. What's up, buddy? Uh, yeah. Watch Batman. You watched you did watch Batman. You watched Batman with us. <laughs> I was there. He was there. I was present. Uh we are continuing our March Batness um with the nineteen eighty nine Batman PG thirteen, two hours and six minutes. Uh thirty seven minutes too long. <laughs> That's accurate. Uh is directed by Tim Burton. Uh so it has a very a strong word. Very specific flavor to it. Um, Fanboys already turned to this yep. podcast. Oh, wow, <laughs> Russell's pissing people off. Uh, so this is another one that doesn't really show the origin of Batman, which I appreciate. Uh, I, did, I did appreciate that. It's more the origin of uh, this version of Joker. Yeah, and uh, his first foray into trying to kill all of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. And in turn getting killed himself. He dropped just, off of a church. He just wants to put a smile on that face. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much the, the synopsis, right? Like, uh, uh... Oh, yeah, this is the part where you go over the story if a movie has one. Yeah, Kim Basinger's Vicky Vale is like a... just shows up and wants to know about the Batman... Uh, but then she gets obsessed with Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Um, uh, Robert Wool's uh, Knox is, uh, you know, the local journalist that's trying to get everyone to believe that Batman exists, but nobody knows yet um, until the end of the movie. Yeah, that was an interesting character. Um, Billy D. Williams is Harvey Dent, which I th- I like that. Like, yes. I like, I just, Billy D. Williams, I just like Billy D. Yeah, Williams just, in general. You can put him in anything. Yeah. He's not in enough. No. Um, Michael Goh is uh, Alfred. Fantastic Alfred. Yeah. I mean, I, pre- I feel like every Alfred has been good. Like, in everything that, that we've watched. Yeah, including the 1966, which we didn't really give that Alfred props, and no, we should have. We should have. Because he's probably the best part. Well, there was an the Alfred movie. in that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, it's a this movie is interesting. Uh, it's it's uh, the pacing it's is so interesting <laughs> as in like you maintain interest in the movie, or interesting as in like yeah. interesting rewatching it as a an older adult. I mean, I watched I watched it again a few years ago, but I wasn't. Again, like, we've talked about this, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we watch movies differently now that we try to, like, critique shit. Yeah. Um, so, Kind of like, run stuff sometimes. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> this movie previously, I was like, it's, it's good. Like, I like it. It's fun. Yeah. But it is now, I'm like, the pacing is so fucked. Yeah. Um, 
the, some of the scenes are extremely awkward and overlong. Um, it is not the sleek uh, showing of Tim Burton's style that I remembered it being. No, I, I agree with that. And Edward Scissorhands was? But dude, I haven't watched Edward Scissorhands in so long. It was I, all the same movies. It, yeah. yeah, Nathan Nathan bringing up Edward Scissorhands is a good point. Um, so I'm not sure I actually like Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But, like, I think what was... Uh, we watched... Uh, what's its fuck? Uh, uh, the Sweeney? Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah, we watched Sweeney Todd, and I mean, like, that was at least, like... Cohesive? Cohesive and, and like, the... Stuff wasn't just like randomly overlong, right? Yeah. Where like this was like, uh, we're going to do an establishing shot in the middle of a scene of the room that you were already in. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It probably wasn't overly long in Sweeney Todd because he got it from a musical, which are overly long in themselves. Yeah. And he actually had to cut it down. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just weird. But I mean, this yeah. also was like, you know. However fucking long before Sweeney Todd, you know, 10, 20 years, whatever. Yeah, something like that. 15. I don't, I don't remember when Sweeney Todd long. came out. 2000. Because this, again, this, yeah. is, this is 89. So this is very early. Yeah, this is also, so like, in watching it and reviewing it, I'm trying to remember that it's in 89. And I've heard... More more than one person, but a person that we know say that they didn't know how to make superhero movies when they made the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I feel like that is a better sentiment for this movie. Yes. Um, as far as, like, not knowing how to make superhero movies or really knowing how to adapt something to screen. Sure. Um, but I still don't understand, like, yeah, it's a Batman movie. There's 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 some decent performance, hmm. which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but like in general, I think this movie is bad. Like as a general general statement, like not just being like a superhero movie or not just like just just being a movie. I think th it's a bad movie. Yeah, I mean that's why the first thing I brought up was the the pacing, right? Because like, yeah. I mean your act structure is very important to your movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like, acting is important. And I feel like... <sighs> I know Kim Basinger is better in, like, uh, everything else that I've ever seen her in. Yeah, what um, was going on? <laughs> like, why didn't she act or care at I all? But I think it's, I think it's the directing. Whoa, she acts? Yeah. <laughs> Not in this movie. No. Like, so let's talk about that. Okay, so <clears throat> there's a scene where, you know, Michael Keaton and Kim Basinger's character are going to get it on. And, like, he's kind of creepy. She's super slutty. And I feel like that's just a trope in the 80s and the 90s. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, guys could be creepy. And women would just give it up. And they played right into that. There's a lot yeah. of that in this movie, so too. When you said that she was in, like, into Bruce Wayne, she was into Bruce Wayne's Wang. Yeah. Essentially. And there's no real story behind that. No. 
It's just like they meet and he asks her out and she's like, okay, cool. And then later she's like, I was in love with you the first time I saw you. And like, wow, because the chemistry is written on a page not, that isn't included with the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, no. It is nowhere to be found. Also, like in the comics, is Bruce Wayne like Playboy billionaire? Or is that just a Christian Bale version that we've no, he's, seen he's, before? He was like rich in in the comics. Yeah, okay, but like, was he like into like all kinds of women and stuff like that? Like, uh, like Iron Man? Yeah, like it's not like Iron Man, but okay, um, he kind of fakes it with everything. He was always like canceling yeah. shit and stuff. He was like not like faking orgasms, <laughs> like like fake. <laughs> like, we could go down that path. That's like, fine. So like you know in in. Uh, in Batman Begins, which we're going to talk about in a yeah. few weeks. But, yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, when he, like, is out with those two supermodels, mm -hmm. like, so basically, like, he would find those girls, they would go out with him, and then he would be like, all right, now go home. Yeah. And I'm going to go home, and I'm yeah. going to go be Batman. So but like, I'm not going to tell you that so shit I already did. So he'd be like, be like did you finish? Yeah, me neither. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> I, gotta, I got bad shit to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I got bad shit to do. <laughs> I got bad shit to do. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I remember I remember loving this movie, and I'm just like, uh, I love Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I think that's why. <laughs> well, there's, there's another thing to love about this movie, though. The soundtrack's written by Prince. That soundtrack's pretty dope. Yeah. Like the songs, I enjoyed them. Yeah. Like so, like the like, music was good. Prince being the theme music for, and it being a different song too. Like it's not even the same song the whole time. But Prince being the theme music for the Joker, I think is is a great idea. It made the Joker pop. Yeah, I, I liked that idea. Um, while we're talking about Michael Keaton as Batman, mm. uh, before we get to the good part of the movie, mm -hmm. um. I don't ever want to hear the words Michael Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne or best Batman ever again. <clears throat> ever. Mm -hmm. Because Yeah, I was wrong. He's, he's just Michael Keaton. <laughs> like, I love Michael Keaton. Do not get me wrong. But he's literally just Michael Keaton in this movie. Like, I was watching Mr. Mom or Multiplicity or like, mm. literally anything else he's done. Like he's, I, I love him as an actor. I enjoy his personality. He does have a very particular style to him. But like when in in Spider Man Far From Home, he is a character, and he is the vulture. He is the vulture. Like yes. he is acting his ass off, and he is working for it. And I don't necessarily feel like he phoned it in in this. I feel like he was Michael Keaton. Everyone knew he was Michael Keaton, and they were just like, "Hey, you know, do the Michael Keaton thing." But also in a bat suit. <laughs> Maybe he didn't read a comic book going into it. Like, Maybe get a feeling for him because, yeah. like, did you get a feeling that this Batman was detectivey? Not no. no, no. It's just like I got cool gadgets and I like to shoot skyhooks. Yeah, yeah. He pulls he pulls the like uh, the chemistry thing out of his ass. Like he's like he reads a bunch of like files and stuff, but you never see him putting anything together. It's just like, hey, Alfred. Give me that file on this thing. And then the next scene, he's like, I figured it out. Yeah. How'd you figure it out, bro? You read it in a book? <laughs> like, it's just like, the Joker's using this shit in this file that he found. <laughs> like, Also, they let Kim Basinger in the Batcave, like, 
Just like no way big deal. Too early. No big yeah. deal. Just come in. Yeah, I'm Batman. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Out. I I like Alfred in this a lot, and you get all the senses of Alfred. I feel like because you get the concern. You know, he's worried. He says, you know, I, something to the effect of, you know, I buried your parents. I don't want to bury their sons too. Their son. Um. And so you get that he doesn't necessarily want Batman to be Batman forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you get that. You get that he wants ba- he, he wants Bruce to kind of be Bruce and like find someone and kind of settle down. And but I do agree that him letting Kim Basinger into the Batcave was wrong. Um, just doesn't feel right. And she's like her reaction to it doesn't feel right. Her, like, the entire scene just feels wrong. She's really a shitty actress, I'll just say it. Like, she's, you know, like, she got hired for looking good. I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't take her seriously as an actress in anything she's done. Oh, in anything? No, not L.A. Confidential. Mm. Not this. Not even playing Eminem's mom in 8 Mile. Like, oh, although she was probably better in that because all she had to do is act like an alcoholic and <laughs> may not be out of her wheelhouse. I don't know. I'm just assuming. <laughs> like, I'm just saying they could have found damn, somebody they- <laughs> better to do this job. Like, she, I just, well, which may be I, why I think she's he, only in the first one. I, I think her acting style fits. Thanks in. for ruining it. Like. <laughs> I think her acting style fits in LA Confidential because it's supposed to be like that 40s and like the yes. weird over the top acting that they did. Yeah, I thought uh, she was legit in LA Confidential. And yeah. then I liked her in 8 Mile. Um, there are other roles I've seen her in that I didn't necessarily care for a whole lot. Did she um, make spaghetti? This is probably number one. I don't know if she. I mean, she doesn't cook anything. She wanted but... bingo once. Yeah. Mm. I, what other roles has she done? I don't know. Off the top of my head, uh, I have to go know. to IMDb. Yeah, anytime I think of I her, I think it's Splash, and it's not her. I was trying to make That's, sure that uh, uh, what's her name? Danny Elfman did the music because everything says Prince, and I'm like, yeah, Prince didn't write those orchestra parts that are no, that was in, Danny Elfman. Wasn't yeah, it was Danny yeah. Elfman. Because I remember seeing the name at Cellular, the Wayne's World Two. Oh, cellular, yeah. Shitty acting in that too. Oh, let's Thanks, see. Thanks, Chris Evans, for saving that movie. Grudge match. <laughs> the nice guys. Uh, she's in nice guys. She's good, but once again, it's another role like LA Confidential, where like she's supposed to be doing that weird over the top. Cool acting. <laughs> Dude, that, fuck that movie. <laughs> Bless the child. This movie should have been blessed. She's in the Fifty Shades movies. <laughs> I actually have not seen a whole lot of movies she's been in. Okay, there we go. Probably because she's not getting a lot of jobs, and, and there might be a reason Grudge behind Match, this. But I didn't watch that. She's in Charlie St. Cloud. I didn't watch that. Anyway. I'm just saying, like, what was Farrah Fawcett doing then? Should have hired her. I don't know, in 89? Should have hired yeah, her. I'd have watched Farrah Fawcett as a Batgirl. 
not as like the Batgirl, but a Batgirl. You like, like Bond saying like a Bond girl? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway. Nicole um, Kidman. You know? Like, I don't know. Everybody seemed to phone it in except for uh, I think Pat Hangle was legit as Commissioner Gordon. But he yeah. had like three fucking lines. He wasn't it wasn't you a know? lot. He wasn't involved. He wasn't as big a deal as Gordon is now. Um which like when did that kind of start? Because like it, he wasn't that big a deal in uh Batman sixty six, he wasn't that big a deal in this. Did it start with the animated series? Uh I think so. Um I, I don't I haven't read a lot of detective comics. I haven't and, read like, a the lot of earlier old, Batman stuff. Old. Batman stuff, but I've like read from, random Batman stuff. from pretty much where I've read with Batman, it's uh, Commissioner Gordon's like been important. So yeah. like it might have started with the animated. Oh, it series. makes sense in the animated series. Mm-hmm. But um, like as far as like movies goes, it would be like what Gary Oldman. Yeah, as far as the movies go, I think Gary Oldman's going to be like the first time that. Yeah. Well, we'll see in the rest of these, but. Um, Wouldn't it the same? Nope. I guess you don't really want to go into if it's the same commissioner the later same on, but I'm pretty sure at least in the second one it is in forever. I'll tell you that, or whatever Poison Which Ivy's in forever. I'm pretty sure uh, it's the same guy. Ivy's in Batman, Batman and, Robin. and Robin. I think yeah. I think Alfred and Gordon are the same. Are the same. Yeah. And I think, uh, uh, Billy D. Williams plays Harvey Dent until Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, so yeah. just the next one. I'm not yeah. trying to skip ahead. I was just like. They're fine. Thinking. <clears throat> but Billy D. Williams was legit in this. Um, but again, not not a big role. Um yeah. but the but like the best what, part, three scenes? Yeah. The best part of the whole movie is Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yes. By far. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing he was in this movie. Yeah. The laughter, everything. Did a great Joker. I don't super like the storyline the Joker had. No. And like everything before the falling into the chemicals. Like the falling into the chemicals, I know that's off like the killing joke. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that comic. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But like I don't like the the the, the origin for like what was his name in this? Jack Grimes. Jack Napier. Jack, Jack Napier. Napier or whatever. Yeah. The like, the killing the killing joke is uh the one bad day thing. You don't really get like his origin. Like I think the Vata Chemicals thing is for this. Because like we didn't get a Joker origin in the comics until after the Dark Knight. Let me look. Oh my god, fuck you. We don't offhand know enough about DC Comics. <laughs> okay, so... This is actually really old. Well, like the storyline? Well, so the, the Vata Chemicals kind of thing. Um, different backstories have been given to the villain over the years. I don't know what this these frames are from. Is it from? Oh, okay. So, uh, the man behind the red hood, Batman Volume One, Number One Sixty Eight, Nineteen Fifty One. Holy shit! I didn't uh, realize the red hood thing was that old. Yeah, eleven years after the Joker's first appearance, Batman is teaching a class on criminology. He describes a criminal called the Red Hood, who met a decade before but saw vanish during an encounter at the Ace Chemicals plant. After some investigation, it's revealed that the Red Hood was actually the Joker. The criminal explains his origin himself. 
I was a lab worker until I decided to steal a million dollars and retire. So I became the Red Hood. Finally, I reached my goal by stealing from the Monarch playing card company. My hood's oxygen tube enabled me to escape by swimming under the surface of the pool of chemical wastes. Returning home, the criminal was horrified that the chemicals made his skin chalk white, his hair green, and his lips red. But then, partially inspired by the Monarch playing card company, he embraced this and embarked on a new life of crime, almost for its own sake and joy. He became the Joker. So that's a really old one. Okay. But, like, origin-wise, he doesn't have a name. It's not Jack no, Napier. No, he's... Uh, he was the Red Hood, and he doesn't really say what his name was. But yeah. yeah, like the 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 chemical thing is really old. Cool. Oh, there's some accuracy there. And the monarch thing also like yeah, that's the name of the theater that they walk out of. So it, uh, yeah, but I mean, talking about the Joker and having an origin in this, like, I get what they were trying to do, but also like to base the entire movie around giving the villain like an in-depth origin and like developing that character throughout the movie to just kill him at the end. Yeah. I also didn't, I don't know. Maybe it's like a sign of the times and how we get more than just like one movie or whatever, but he's sleeping. <laughs> right yeah right yeah but the joker has so many good lines in this fucking movie and oh, god they were really good like he is clearly the only character in the movie tim burton like uh resonated with <laughs> like I, I don't know that was his johnny depp yeah i'll say it fine yeah and then uh one of the things i noticed watching the movie was there's there's two particular stories they get told uh one by the joker when he returns to kill jack palance uh and then another one when bruce wayne confronts the joker and kim bang basinger kim basinger's apartment basinger uh (laughs) bang singers i almost said bang singer (laughs) um but uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne confronts Joker in her apartment and he also tells a story and these two stories I feel like were kind of like inspiration for Ledger's Joker in the Dark Knight uh, when he's telling the Scars stories just like the way they feel and like the way they resonate throughout like the characters um, so I thought that that was a uh I thought that was interesting seeing that. So when you go back and you do the dark Knight, you should see if there was references that stories where Heath like studied, maybe Jack Nicholson's Joker a little bit. Yeah. To get his inspiration. Yeah. That'd be something to look into. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Because the Joker was definitely the star of this movie. Fully overshadowed everyone else. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's uh, like Jack Nicholson does does do such a good job of portraying just like that kind of madness and that like psychosis that is the Joker, and like I really enjoyed that. Um, 
I thought it was like, and it was also funny that like he kept talking about being an artist. Yeah. And I mean, clearly he's not a good one, I guess, but mm. <laughs> like the, the him, him talking about being an art, an artist and like that madness that sometimes comes with those, like those artists and being like so over the top or being groundbreaking or whatever I thought was yeah. an interesting parallel that they did that that is in the movie like there's like Warhol like, in there yeah like a little bit of depth you know mm-hmm. like um and he even makes a joke he's like well I know I'm no Picasso but yeah <laughs> yeah all right do you guys want to do a little trivia yeah let's do a little trivia we're gonna borrow Dave's corner all right all right what's it smell like it smells like guano. Bat poop? Yeah. Sweaty bat nipples. Mm-hmm. We're, we're swinging down to the corner, the back corner. The back corner. All right. Here we go. Trivia time. Uh, Robin Williams was offered the role of Joker when Jack Nicholson hesitated. He had even accepted the role. When producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams... Uh, would take the part if he did not, Nicholson took the role, and Williams was released. Williams resented being used as bait, and not only refused to play the Riddler in Batman Forever 1995, Russell's having a fucking coronary right now, (laughs) but also refused to be involved in any Warner Brothers productions until the studio apologized. I fully support Robin Williams in that decision. Yep. However, I need to charge my portal gun so I can transport to the universe in which he plays the Joker and the Riddler. I don't see him playing a good Joker. I don't think he's dark enough. Well, I don't think he was dark enough. However you want to word that. I I don't see it. Yeah, he's played like, some extremely dark well, roles like very two. well. But that was later in his career. This is still kind of... It it was later in his career. Um, But I feel like if he had done it, it would have, like, opened some shit up. Maybe. Yeah, but also, if you... So, think about, like, his big starting role, right? Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Like, that shit was kind of dark. And that role is, like, kind of dark. Like, it's goofy because it's old, but for the time... I guess I didn't watch a lot of Mork and Mindy, bud. it's, It's not... It's weird. Like, it's weirdly unsettling, especially his character, because yeah. he, he looks, he does not, like, he does not feel like a human when he is in that role. Yeah. Like, it's mm, unsettling it's as fuck to, like, see okay. some of those scenes now. And uh, I, I think it would have been interesting. I don't think he would have done, it would have been a different Joker. We It wouldn't have been the joker we got with jack nicholson no like uh, not a gangster one no it would have been it would have been different like nicholson fits that like gangster style joker that we got yes very much um but also like they shot themselves in the foot by him not wanting to be the riddler later yeah you would have been an amazing riddler like (sighs) unique unique indeed (laughs) Uh, Jack Nicholson said of his role, the thing I liked about the Joker is that his sense of humor is completely tasteless. He later said that the Joker was one of his favorite roles that he played. Uh, 
Jack Nicholson also received a percentage of the gross on the film, and due to its massive box office take, he took home around $60 million. $60 million in 1989? Uh-huh. Hold on. As of 2003, it is still the single movie record for an actor's salary. As of 2003, which was fucking 19 years ago. I don't like how old that makes me feel. Yeah, I know me either. What are you, what are you, are you figuring out, like, uh, your inflation? $60 in, yeah. $60 in 1989 is the equivalent in purchasing power to about $136 today. So $136 million adjusted for inflation is what Jack Nicholson brought home from this movie. So that's like a Robert Downey Iron Man payday? That's well, more than that. That's more. Six, yeah. He I'm just got being a smart ass. I mean, yeah. But so Robert got paid for... for purposes of understanding how ridiculous this is robert got paid 50 million eventually started getting paid 50 million for every appearance he made as iron man jack that's in today's money so like jack nicholson in 1989 brought home 60 which is the equivalent i want to say it again so he's still living off that 136 million dollars yeah I'm sure that buys all his Lakers tickets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the movie was released the year of the character's 50th anniversary. That's cool. Um, shortly, here we go. Shortly after completing the film, Tim Burton said, I like parts of it, but the whole movie is mainly boring to me. It's okay, but it was more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie. Yeah, thanks I, for all your effort, douche. Totally agree with Tim Burton. Do like this movie. Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> he also wasn't enthusiastic about how Prince's songs were used in the film. As time has distanced him from the stressful production of the film, he has become more favorable of it. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, at the beginning of the film, Knox enters the press room uh, in around 13 minutes and is handed a cartoon sketch of a Batman which is a bat in a pinstripe suit. It is signed by Bob Kane, who is the co-creator of the Batman. Cool. And was also an executive producer on the movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Huh. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who was dating Michael Keaton at the time, was asked to audition for Vicki Vale, but Keaton was against it, saying it would be awkward. Pfeiffer would later be cast as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, and Batman Returns alongside Keaton. He just wanted the chance to make out with someone else. Mm. <laughs> also, I didn't know they dated. That's interesting. What the fuck? Tracy Walter is actually friends, or was actually friends with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson convinced the filmmakers to cast his close friend, Tracy Walter, as Bob the Goon. Hmm. <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he's, he's Bob, give me your gun. <laughs> Also, we didn't cover this when we were watching the movie. Do guns really telescope and are usable after that? <laughs> no. Thanks, Shane. No. Yeah, the gunplay in this movie is really bad too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna punch my arm out as <laughs> what do it. Oh yeah. When at 43 minutes, when the Joker tells Bob to tail Knox, 
Jack Nicholson ad-libbed his Grissom impression, complete with Jack Palance's breathy voice. <laughs> you are my number one guy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that's foreshadowing. Yeah, it is. That's cool. The, the best part of the good. fucking movie <laughs> was Joker fucking foreshadowing that he was going to kill Bob. <sighs> Ugh. In creating the bat suit, Tim Burton opted not to use tights, spandex, or underpants as seen in the comic books, but because he felt that it was not intimidating. Hmm. I mean, the bat suit's okay, I guess. No, it's not. <laughs> Couldn't he, like, not turn his neck or something? Yeah, he can't turn his neck. Yeah. <sighs> oh, uh, the famous, uh, I am Batman. Yeah. I was supposed to say I am the knight. He ad-libbed it. Oh. Is that, like, I wonder if that's, like, the first time. That is, I wonder if that's why it became such a staple for the character. Like, was that Michael Keaton's doing? Just him being like, I'm Batman all the time. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Uh, Mel Gibson was the first choice for the role of Bruce Wayne, but had to turn it down because he was already committed to Lethal Weapon 2. He was eventually considered to play Harvey Dent in Batman Forever, but was forced to turn it down to his commitment to Braveheart. Hmm. <laughs> Either of those things would have been interesting. Oh, yeah. The only actors to appear in all four Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher films are Pat Hingle and Michael Goh. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Do you, the, you want this to be the last one? It's horrible. Let's see. Uh, the hooker in the opening scene was originally meant to be 14 years old. She was also going to be shown chatting casually with a couple of cops, showing us how corrupt the Gotham police are, even before we meet Lieutenant Eckhart. Whoo! Yeah, that's fucking... Holy that's shit. That's fucked. <sighs> uh, let's see. Oh, God. Alright, here we go. This is the last one. It's really dumb. Just like this movie. <laughs> um, didn't expect to be shitting on Batman 89 before we watched it <laughs> nope uh, the museum which the Joker attacks is called the Flugelheim Museum the name spoofs that of the New York City's iconic Guggenheim Museum incorporating the word flugel which is German for wing as in bat wing that has been your trivia corner for 1989 Batman so I was over here on my phone looking up something because I remember as a kid and I was five in 89. Um, I was two. I was, I was three. Fuck off. I didn't ask you guys. Anyway, so <laughs> kids meals toys. Okay. Oh, yeah. I cannot find out about 89, but I will tell you that there are kids meal toys for the next one. Sure. And there's some controversy on it. So that might be a fun little thing to add. So kids, you got to listen next week for that one. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you the information and you can just pass that along. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I remember like there being like, 
cups that's like said Batman, you know, and yeah, it had like that logo those on were it. Definitely for the second one. But yeah, I think it was because you know the first one that didn't, you know, guess he hot does, and then mm-hmm. it's always that sequel that everyone's hyped up about. Yep. Because I just remember the big plastic, like looking at the McDonald's cup on the table. Yep. And having the Batman logo on it, but I couldn't remember where it was. Like it was like Hardee's or Burger King, and I think that's something interesting that you should. Maybe bring up because I think, I think I people had a Batman toy. From... It's nostalgic, you know. Yeah. All right, are you guys ready to rate this? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Uh, almost entirely on Jack Nicholson's performance. Um, it is a movie. It was finished. Um, the special effects are awful but it's 1989 so i'm not gonna be too pissed off about it uh michael keaton's michael keaton batman had like two 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 by fours strapped to his neck so he couldn't turn his head um (laughs) some of the dialogue's okay some of it's like so fucking wooden and fucked up that it should be used as Batman's collar so he can't turn his head instead of the two by fours. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Fucking uh, Jack Nicholson is worth it's worth watching this movie just to see Jack Nicholson play the Joker. That's how awesome Jack Nicholson's Joker is. Um, I mean, you could tell that he loved doing the role because, like, he just seemed to be having a good fucking time doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Uh, Russell? I... Ugh. I hate this. Like, I hate not liking this movie. Like, I remember liking Batman Returns even less, so yay. Oh yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> we're we're in for it, man. Um, yeah, this is. I I feel like these four movies are going to be rougher than I thought. Like, what I kind of want to happen is I kind of want Batman and Robin to be the best of the four. I think it is. Um, <laughs> my fucking feet, no. Uh, anyway, so the pacing is shit. The script, for the most part, is shit. There's no story. I, there is story because there's things that happen, yeah, but there's no happens, real story. Like uh, that was driving plot. me nuts. Yeah, there's no like real plot. There's like Joker doing scheme things, which is like, like even the stuff the Joker was doing. Like I didn't love. I just loved Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yes, like the Joker's stuff was kind of lame. Like the end, the the end all be all of it was like okay, but like I feel like the the whole plot of the the end trick joke thing should have been like laid out throughout the whole movie, not just the end. And it should have been like you could have gotten more detectivey with it, as far as like Batman and Bruce trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and why people keep having these issues and getting smiley faces and yeah. You know, but like the 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 whole movie is kind of centered around like, hey, Batman's already Batman. He's been Batman, uh, and then like this Joker guy like gets created, and I, I like I like the lines where the Joker and Batman are having their final interaction, and 
the Joker's like, you don't remember this, you made me. And then Batman's like, you made me first. But it also like feels like I'm rubber your glue, what bounces off me sticks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so, I mean, he, yeah. it's what Joker says, right? He's, he doesn't <laughs> say that exactly, but he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> We're not children. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so like that with glasses, would you? That could have been scripted. <laughs> The Joker is the best fucking part, dude. Uh, that could have been scripted better and could have been a little bit more poignant. And but I mean, for what it is, okay, I guess. Uh, overall, I'm gonna give the movie a five. Um, no, I'm not because I gave The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton a five. So I'm gonna give this movie a four and a half. Woo! Yeah, this uh, Batman 1989 gets four and a half for me. Ouch. Um, I really didn't like. We we started watching it, and I was like excited, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, we're gonna watch this movie in like several years." And then I was like, "Oh no!" Quickly into the movie, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, the pacing, fucking, uh, the pacing is terrible. Like, I don't even, uh, whatever. Uh, four and a half. All right, Nathan, it's your turn. So, like, you guys ever, like, have your favorite snack as a kid, and it was really good, mm. and then you become an adult, mm-hmm. and it's not as good? Mm. Like a bologna sandwich when you're a kid's <laughs> really good, and then bologna as an adult, you're just like, I feel arteries hardening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. So I'm going to give this a McRib. <laughs> I would save it for the Flintstones movie if that was ever going to get done on this podcast <laughs> because I feel like it's appropriate because they used it to market the McRib. Oh my also, God. they had these glasses that were fucking fantastic. Do you guys remember those glasses that <laughs> McDonald's Flintstones had? Glasses? For the for the yeah. Yeah. They were fantastic. Dude, yeah. Bring those back. I miss all that like marketing stuff that happened at McDonald's. What yeah. happened to that shit? I got Indiana Jones VHSs from there. You remember the X-Men uh, Pizza Hut? Yes. VHSs? Yep. Yeah. I'm just saying. That has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I'm just saying that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a McRib. It's way too saucy and they give you no napkins. So a six and a half, a four and a half... And a poorly assembled McRib. You know what? No, it's not too saucy. It's dry. Because <laughs> it was dry. Dry. It was dry. It was. Yeah. It was dry. Mm, I'm right. disappointed. Yeah, me too. So that's going to do it for our episode about Batman 1989. Next week, we've got Batman Returns. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got faith in this one we're for you guys. Con- we're continuing the Mark Batness. <laughs> Russell's gonna die. <laughs> oh, if you guys have any questions or concerns, email us draftyq at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, at draftyq, and then Facebook's Drafty Quarters Productions. Um, search us on Patreon and give us a dollar. Because we're poor and we need new equipment because everything is failing now because we've been beating it up for three years. Um, 
Can you can what was the email? Can you say that one more Draft time? at gmail.com. I just wanted to make sure that's in there and someone should probably check on me soon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's not into these movies now. <laughs> Bill from Indy, you were right. Save us. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Have a wonderful night. Wait. You should have said, have you ever danced with the devil in the pyramid? Uh, I, uh, I, I haven't done the fucking quote yet. Uh, I was going to ask, where does he get those wonderful toys? This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.